JLB Mornings. The podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're down a voice. And and, and down literally, like, well, horizontal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then upright a little bit, and then down again, down again. So... The origin story. Laura will tell this in greater detail with more kind of finite points of, of information. Yeah. But what we can grasp from the conversations we've had by way of our, our group chat that, so Laura, and she talked about it in the show, she'd heard her back while uh, working out. Man, is that encouragement or what to get Benny back to the gym? Oh, man. And it was the one time the three of us were at the gym <laughs> together. She hurt herself. She's like, my back is not right. And then she continued to push a crazy amount of weight. <sighs> Yeah. Because, uh, and, and again, her words, paraphrasing, but she wanted she wanted the booty, right? She wanted the big Brazilian yep. booty that was kind of her take. She did it mm-hmm. leading up to her pump up for her visit in January over Christmas to go back to Brazil, where the yep. uh, beautiful Brazilian boyfriend is obviously from. So she tweaked her back and then smartly, though, went to the doctor and they, they did a scan and got in actually pretty quick for that MRI. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I gave her credit for, for staying on, on top of all of that. And it turned out she had uh, some like disc, like spinal compression with the disc and the nerves, and they they're not friends when they touch. No, they're not. Oh, I so, couldn't imagine. All that being said, take it back to last Friday when Benny was off. She said, "Hey, I have to. I've got a nine thirty. Well, the show goes till ten, but it's with the surgeon. Go. Yeah, was my yeah. response. Go. Like for the sake of the last hour, we're fine. Benny's already off." I don't want to say we're cruising, but uh, it was cruising. cruising. Well, (laughs) well, Fridays in themselves, too, there's so many elements and so many little features. Oh, yeah. So it's fine. I was like, girlfriend, go, because 9 to 10 is a little bit of a different structure. We only have two big breaks of conversation, so it's fine. She goes. We get a text just after lunch. I'm getting prepped for surgery. What? Yeah. So it seemed that much quicker because I wasn't uh, I wasn't paying attention to the text messages yeah. live, but as I was reading back, I was like, "Wow, that was that was fast." <laughs> that Holy escalated, cow. yeah. So with yeah. that being said, they they went in and cleaned things up a little bit. I'll, we'll have Laura explain the detail of exactly what went on, but the understanding mm-hmm. is it's some sort of decompression surgery to to get that uh, that nerve off of that part that is. You know, makes yeah, the it feel disc like off it, the, yeah, shock in your back. Imagine. And at only 31, there is the understanding of obviously you want to deal with something, especially back related. Yeah. So it doesn't linger. can for sure. So that is the very long story long of why, why Laura's <laughs> not in. Uh, Benny at the best line is she may be couch FM next week. Could be. Yep. yep. So we have the technology and I think uh, thanks to COVID, it's really heightened that we may have the ability to have Laura on the show next week, but I'm still sad. And it's not that I don't want her back. I love her dearly. Without her, it's just not the same. No. You got to be careful. But though. if you need that week, that extra week, take yep. the week. Yep, for sure. We are unquestionably Southwestern Ontario's most broken morning show. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm right now because, so full disclosure, I was one day I was looking at my nails. And I'm like, why do I have these little ridges? Like, what's going on? I'm like, is that an aging thing? Oh, like halfway up sort of thing? Well, like no, no. The they were, uh, and so instead of running cross, they're running like waves that way. Oh, you okay. Can still, like you can still see on that nail on my ring finger. See how it's a little wavy? Oh, yeah. I've got that. Is that a thing? Well, I was like, oh, geez. Well, it's one of the side effects I have for, I take a, a, a PPI, a proton pump inhibitor, because I unfortunately have GERD. A good chunk of the population has it. And and that, again, here we go with a little bit of uh, health knowledge. It's the, uh, my sphincter in the top of my stomach doesn't close all the way. Okay. So with that, stomach acid, it yep. kind of jumps up and mm-hmm. splashes and with and that leads to ulcers and that can unfortunately, if you don't look after, it can lead to esophageal cancer. And the tough part with that is you don't usually know until it's too late. 
That's so, horrible. That's your body actively working against you. Th- I thank you, yeah. which makes no sense to no. me, um, because we've been having a good time for these forty-three years thus far. So I'm at yeah, a loss of why right. you're being so hard on yourself. But all that being said, um, I'm I'm off my PPIs, not by doctor's order, but my nails are so fragile. I could whack the counter, and when I mean chip it and rip it, Gone, I used bro, to right? be able to like think of like a loose screw. I could put my thumbnail in and turn it. Oh yeah, yeah. If I yep, did yep, that yep. now. Not a chance. Like I'm really? paper, uh, paper mache nails right now. So I've got the GERD thing. I'm continuing to work on, on my health and kind of what I'm eating because yep. if I can limit the amount of acidic food that I put in my body, that's also beneficial. I'm going to try to get uh, an endoscope. That's the, the upper end, not the, right, the, yeah, the back yeah. door, um, just to get him to go down and have a look to see if I, because he told me I'd be on PPIs my whole life. And the thing is, it can lead to some crazy bad stuff long term, oh, uh, osteoporosis. Oh my. So I've got the GERD issue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, knock on wood, unless there's something really nefarious inside my body uh, working against me that I'm unaware of, um, I'm, I'm good. You got a few little issues you're dealing with. Got the gout. It's been completely under control. It's, I mean, it's an ongoing thing. I don't think it's something that I could ever completely drop once you start yeah. with that. Um, but it, much the same, it's watching diet, watching intake of various fun beverages and that sort of thing, uh, working out. So I've started doing that. We've yes, boy. we've gone to the gym a few times. So it is completely manageable. I take a daily pill, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm supposed to take it daily, but they keep refilling. So <laughs> I keep taking them. <laughs> um, I did notice on holiday, we stopped in Niagara first to visit my sister and brother-in-law, who mm-hmm. are big fans of uh, craft beer and various wines. Yes. So by day three, I was getting a little tingly in my toesy, despite taking the, the pill every day. Um, so I cut it back a little bit more for the rest of the vacation, and totally fine. Like is it that, is, so do you just feel the tingle, and does it ache at all or get stiff? It's the, the tingle is how it starts, and then that's just enough notification for me to really cut back, because it is so painful when it goes full bore. And if you... So I take allopurinol for it, which is fairly common. Yeah. Um, if you take allopurinol in a flare, it's bad for you. Mm. So it's it is proactive, and that's it. Oh, so if if you are in a flare up, then what the heck do you do? Uh, take a lot of Tylenol, <laughs> rest your foot. Honestly, it's ridiculous, and it, it is such a stupid thing to have because it is literally. They used to call it the rich man's disease because it's just for it's it's eating rich foods, drinking rich drinks, and all the delicious things in your life can go towards it. With all of this and and in talking about it, it makes me think. Even ten years ago, so I'm in I'm in my early thirties at this point. Yeah. I had, so I have a a good group of friends that are much older than me, like 10, 15 years. And they would talk about these health ailments. And I was like, man, they're really falling apart. (laughs) And then I get here going, oh gosh, like that's what it is. But then it takes me back to being even younger when I'm 14, 15, and you're hearing 25 year olds talk about, you know, little bumps and and bruises. Uh, And and you're going, what are you talking about? Like you're so young. It's crazy to me. Uh, An old friend of mine, he would have been. Eight or nine years older than me, maybe even more, maybe close to 10. But I was in my mid-teens and he turned 25 and he was losing his mind about how old he was getting at turning 25. <laughs> I'm a quarter of a century and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's scary. I hope I never have to deal with that when I'm 25. And here I am 11 years later. And like, I, I, I think we're doing pretty well yeah, <laughs> overall. Yep. Yep. Some of the things that I've done to myself, I'm. Do it a-okay. <laughs> I think it's a good reminder of uh, of a life lived sort of thing. Yeah. But it, it, to me, 
as I get older, obviously ages seem to get younger and younger, but we're looking at, you know, parents that are in your in their sixties or seventies, which used to seem outrageously old. Now it's like it's totally manageable. Well, it's hugely manageable. And so my father in law in in talking health man, this is turning into a health podcast. Yeah. Um uh, now, but now as I get older, I love talking about it. Be, is there a hack? Is there something I could try? So my father-in-law, he uh, became a widower at, at 56. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife uh, passed away of ovarian cancer, my mother-in-law, obviously. And to that life, they they enjoyed things. Now, they, they smoked a little bit and, 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 and he had quit. So at 40, how old was he? So he said he started like 20-ish, 18, 19, 20. Because mm-hmm. again, that was 60s and 70s. That For was sure. just the yeah. lifestyle. And then- he quit, so the the whole way that she even found that she, she was sick, he went in because he was he had an issue with his kidney, so they did a scan, and they're like, just telling you, as a smoker, your lungs are okay, but if you keep going, you're hitting yeah. that arc, and yeah, you could yeah. potentially be into trouble. So that was enough of a scare for him to go, and when I mean cold turkey, never again. Amazing. Like he Good had never him. smoked. Like yeah. now it almost grosses him out. Uh, and then unfortunately, my mother-in-law, and boom, she found that out. But So they like- He'd drink Coca-Cola and he'd have a hamburger. Now, not a big guy. He's only about five eight, five nine. Uh-huh. But he now is down probably twenty and clean for the last. Well, shoot, it's it's been ten years since my mother-in-law passed. Yeah, so yeah he's he's mid sixties. Uh, hair a little bit grayer, but he's a lot leaner, but muscle mass because while he doesn't go to the gym, rides bikes, goes on adventures, yeah, yeah, travels. For sure. he, he he's remarried, so his partner a little bit more health conscious there. Yeah. Every once in a while he'll sneak in a Coca-Cola, but hey man, you got to live. You got to live. That's exactly it. And so yeah, you're right with at 66, he does look and I bet you metabolically and on the inside he's yeah. probably healthier than he was at 56. Yeah, well, exercise of any kind makes such a big difference. Oh, I expected huge. to come back from my holiday a solid, you know, <laughs> 10 pack up probably or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> And again, as we said the other day, I'm all about percentages. I'm not saying I'm up 10 pounds. I'm saying I'm up just a few percentages. Yeah. Um, but I was actually down. I We ate like garbage because we're eating out in Toronto nonstop. Yeah. We, you know, there were a few drinks here and there, but the amount of walking we did and the amount of just steps and going from one place to another, because we did all the attractions. So you're walking through the ROM, you're walking through the Science Center, Ripley's, all of these gigantic places mm-hmm. that are... I did like 15,000 steps kind of thing, which for I, not for everybody is a huge number, but for me, it was three times some of my days. Sure. You know? Yeah. You look, you're like, I only did 5,700 steps today. Yeah. Like, what? I, so I figured I was going to be up. I was down two pounds just from all the walk. It's got to have been just from all the walk. hundred percent. Well, look at uh, Danny, one of our, our, our oh, producers yeah. and, and, and camera people here yep. at CTV. He, during the pandemic where it's interesting, N- not a lot of people stayed in the middle. Some people went up either a little or yep. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a blame game or a criticism. No, Lord, no. He he got a little bit bored and was like, well, I'm just going to walk to work. So it's a bit of a distance, not crazy. Yeah. But he blew about 25 pounds. Yeah. And he's, same thing. He's just, a, he's a grandpa now. He said, I haven't felt this good in 10 or 15 years. Amazing. So, I mean, wholly evidence-based that walk, like just start there. Just, mm-hmm. just give that a go. If that's something you could do three times a week or even a two pack yeah, and then yeah. slowly increase it when it works. That's why getting a doggo. I mean, that was a big deal too. We do, I mean, backstage Barlow, he's still less than two years old. So if he doesn't get a walk in, he gets a little crazy around yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. So we try to go for, you know, in the winter, it was like 20 minutes, not a crazy long time, but he gets cold paws and that sort of thing. You can tell he doesn't want to be out there much longer in good weather. 45 to an hour. 
Uh, in super hot weather, about just still aiming for about 40 because he gets dehydrated pretty quick, <laughs> I think. <laughs> we don't want to do that to him. But uh, even that amount of walking, it's it's now a conversation of like who gets to walk the dog tonight between backstage Sarah and I. It's yeah. not because it's a little bit of a little bit of a break from the daily household. Yeah, the chaos, call like, what it is. The chaos, the noise that can come with that and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. It's lovely. It's great. But that's been, for both of us, it's been a huge change too. Yeah, we... Uh, Full disclosure, uh, fits and spurts in regards to dog walks. I, mm-hmm. Labs, and I know you got a, a fun hybrid, so yeah. he's got he is he's built just wired with a different DNA. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Wally, you almost have to convince him, and he's only three. That you really? like, dude, let's go. <sighs> okay, I'll do it for we're, you. We're yeah. Dun- <laughs> we, yeah, we're 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 dunks. We'll go, but he's a madman, and even with uh, the, the 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 structure of the like the harness that goes around his chest. Yeah, yeah. He still pulls me, and and he's only sixty five pounds. We learned that that the Barlow was the same way. Where with the the chest thing, that was a game to them. That's more pulling. That's more pulling than around the neck, like just a yeah. regular collar or lead or whatever. Um, the chest he pulled so much harder because it was like a game. So we've got the gentle lead over yeah, the, the snoot. Ne- and it does. It's not a muzzle. Like it doesn't completely yeah, shut them down. Bark and it, they can bark and they can sniff and lick and all that sort of thing. But what it does is, if he tries to get away, it's like pulling his head back a little bit, right? So yep. it's kind of leading him that way. And that completely has cured the walk. It's a delightful. I may walk have to switch boy. that up. Try it out. Try it out. I, the advice uh, when I just I posted this many moons ago about uh, collars. We're like spike collar. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. I, I know for training purposes. Again, for some people, they live by it. Others, yeah. they, they're against it. I'm. I, I'm kind of neutral. I would need a, like a straight up dog trainer to go. That's the last option to really have this guy yeah. leash trained. Yeah, I Barlow as a member of the backstage family, he's pretty soft, so I don't know that he do he'd uh, do too well with that. What they do wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, I mean, they're a bloody gift, and they, you're right. They're absolutely great motivation to to get out. Because For sure. You know, last night, well, hot. It was still the sun had set. It was a little sticky, even with that silly. You know, special weather statement. Yeah, you and I had talked about. It. I had, I worked outside. I was sweaty, but I, I wasn't dying. I could go half hour or forty minutes without even having a drink. Of water yeah, it's or been, it's been a few days of that now. Where weather, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I hate keeping up with the weather. I don't like to look forward, like look ahead to weather because it's unpredictable. But even now, these statements that we're getting about severe weather because it's sunny. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. It, Humidex yesterday. It was like one degree difference between what it was and what it felt like. And to me, you get yourself all worked up hearing all this stuff. And we have to like we have to talk about it because that's what we're given, right? Yeah. Like that's the information from the official weather places. So we talk about it. But then even leaving the studio, I'm like, oh, man, better take my shirt off before I go outside. <laughs> you know, like I better really <laughs> hydrate up. And then it's delightful. It's lovely. We, uh, it's it, there's a softness. I use that word uh, about uh, backstage, bro. but this softness about think of the extreme weather in the winter to now where it's like, what do you mean extreme weather? It's a little ice. Slow down and maybe chuck some salt out yeah, there. Exactly, we'll take yeah. some sand if you've got some too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And, and this doesn't make, well, to some it may where you're like, when I was a kid, but even just five, six years ago, it took a lot for a snow day. It took a yeah. lot to get that heat warning. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is a change from the top or there's data that we are unaware of. Maybe, maybe. Everything just seems much more doom and gloom in general. Or just this generation. They're weak. Soft. Ten ply, bud.
Well, and I, so I got into the conversation because my 11-year-old threw me out like, oh, you're you Gen X. I'm like, no, no, um, let's break that down. Uh, okay, so hold on. The age range. So, yes, I was like, no, kiddo, uh, your dad, sorry, dad is a Gen X because she was calling you. She's like, oh, you millennials. I'm like, well, your sister's a Gen Z. And what, what is she now? Because she's a 2011. Is that a Gen me? Oh, no, no, <laughs> she's a Gen Z. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So her and her sister Gen Zs, and then there's millennials. But anybody, bo- uh, what are you born? If you're born after 2013, I've gapped after 2013. Uh, Gen Gen Z two. No, it went Z- back to Delta, the start. Delta Gen A. Where is it? Gen Alpha. You're right. Oh, it is Gen Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The oldest would be nine today. Look at Gen Z. It's like hurricane names. They're just slapping things together. Here. Yeah. No kidding. Well, we had the lost generation. The Inter, what is it, the interbellum generation that's 1901 to 1913? The greatest generation. Oh, how do you argue Easy. that? Easy. <laughs> They're the ones that are naming all these generations. <laughs> <laughs> then you had the silent generation and then boomers. Yep. Okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is the pockets of time, the years, it's not like it's a 20 year, or a 10 year. Like it's not it, in regards to numbers. So if you go to the greatest generation, that's 1910 to 1924. So. There's your pack of 14 years. But then you go to the silent generation. That's tw- a 20-year block of time. Then you go to the baby boomers. That's from 46 to 64. That's not 20 years straight up. And then, no, true. What? Exennials? How do you pronounce that? That's 75 to 80. Nah. See. Is what that you- Generation X, though? Is- oh, yes, yeah. that is. Pardon me. Gen uh, X was Gen X was the first like generation that you hear about. Boomers, you understand that's from the baby boom after the war. Yeah, There's absolutely. A whole that lot computes. of love making going on. But man, I mean, well, with that, with the volume of kids, because family reunions. My uh, well, so I was looking through uh, a drawer doing a you know ditching out some clothing, and I saw um, the the not the card, but the the the, the pamphlet, whatever the hell it is, yeah. the uh, in memoriam. Because it was from my my Oma passed away October of 2020. Yep. So she's 93 years old. Mm-hmm. 22 grandchildren, 28 great-grandchildren. Wow. Uh, and having nine of her own kids. Oh. How yeah, how that woman didn't need a name tag at our family reunion? No blows my mind. <laughs> Especially when you had all these little Dutch babies running around. We all just had white blonde hair. Yeah. Like right. holy Aryan nation right there. <laughs> Where now, like, fast forward 20 years, there'll be like seven of us at best. Yeah. If my ki- well, even myself, my parents only have two grandkids. Same with your grand, your parents. Yep, yep. We so I am uncle to none right now. We have one. Oh yeah. I've got one niece or nephew on the way, but on and that's that is on backstage Sarah's side. So yep. her brother and his wife are having a baby. My sister and and her husband no kids. So it, I mean. I feel like it's kind of necessary at this point because, like you say, you go from nine to twenty-two to twenty-eight. <laughs> Maybe pairing back isn't a horrible idea. What about the? Okay, so let me propose something to you. So I, I have my own kids. So um, with this, uh, my 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 wife has a brother. He has two children. They're for whatever the reason stuck in the mindset that the highway goes in one direction. So we only <laughs> see them if we go to Barry, which is not far. That's an easy, quick drive. Yep. Yep. Well, I am on paper, Uncle Jeff. They really don't know me. They kind of get weirded out when they see us a little bit because we probably at best see them two times a year. Right. And they're three and five now. They're, they're not going to remember much of anything at all. Yeah, yeah. So with this, my best friend, 
he is Uncle Adam. She is Aunt Candace to my kids. Yep. Is that is that weird or is that more commonplace today? I think it's funny because I think the term is just that's a closeness thing. I remember more of my parents' friends than a lot of aunts and uncles because again, yeah, my my mom was uh, one of six kids. So, and she would like all varying ages. My mom was the youngest. So some of them had passed even before I was born. Yeah. Um, but the people that I would see most often were friends and I, I didn't call them uncle Jude and uncle, you know, that sort of thing. But I, I remember them a whole lot more than I remember a lot of actual family, yeah. especially like cousins and all that sort of thing. But yeah, we do the same thing. Like we've got your uncle Jeff and there's uncle Jay and we've got, you know, uncle Mike and all this sort of thing all <laughs> uncle around. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I mean, I think that, like the kids that it helps them remember, I think, because I'll be honest, there's a lot of Jeffs and a lot of Mikes out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, well, my, my parents, my dad's good friend, because he was a truck driver, uh, uncle Don and aunt Mary, we always called them that. We saw them. They were great because they were gifts every time. Ah, yes. And they and they even had, they own their own kids and they have their own grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But they were so lovely. My first super, uh, super, super soaker. Ah, yes. Uncle Don and Aunt Mary. Was it the super soaker 50? I was just like, you know, the green me... and yellow one. That thing was the mm. bee's knees. I, I just, it just occurred to me. I wonder if the uncle and aunt thing just for friends. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the best one. Oh, that's one. the best one. I love it. Do they still make it? No. Uh, well, I think that they did like a throw back a few years ago, but I don't know that they're current right now. But oh, it's hands that down was the best so one. good. Best one. Um, the aunt and uncle thing, I believe, does that stem from if you are good friends before the kid's born? Um, well, I guess not because you're Uncle Jeff and and they were born before we met. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think it's just what's that relationship like when those kids are, are there? Like, yeah. But the another comparison, we have a, a good friends, Bob and Lynn. I'm not Uncle Jeff to their kid, but he'll text me. Oh, he's, okay. he's the yeah. same age as my daughter or yep. a year younger than my daughter. So it's interesting that we get that attachment. Oh, okay. So to go back and not all over the place, but it's a podcast, so we can. We can. Super Soaker 50. Yeah. Discontinued in 93. All remaining stock wiped out by 94. That by the long ago. Smaller size Super Soaker 60. Okay. Let me, is it super, do they still make the 60? And then they made the XP so-and-so. Super Soaker either one or yeah. 2000. That was the one that you needed a strap around your shoulder because it was so big. Yeah. Let's just see what they're doing now. And so, Super Soaker Nerf bought them. Okay, oh, that she, makes sense. Yeah. Wow, they've got one called the Super Soaker Rainstorm. What? Look, I don't want to be like peed on here. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Soaker Golden Shower. Uh oh, better talk to Mark. Yikes! <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's oh, it. there we go. There was the 20th anniversary of the Super Soaker 50. Uh, it did come out. And so that would have been still early 2000s, I guess, if you're looking at the 20th anniversary. Torrent and the Twister and the Hydro Frenzy. I don't like these kind of sock. No, the old school is the way it's at. Yeah, 100%. I don't want to have to go online. Oh, okay. Well, they've got, yeah, the XP30. That's a. <gasps> Dude, they've got an XP50. Same kind? Updated slightly. Updated slightly here. I'm going to send you the link. Okay. Oh, we need sorry for everybody who doesn't care about. No, 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 no. How do you not care? Do you 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 hated your childhood? Come on. (laughs) Because if you didn't have a super soaker, you'd hang it with a friend that did. Oh yeah, I had two at one point, and it was, it didn't make sense to have two because you needed one hand to pump it. You know how cool you looked rolling around. 
double barreled with those Super Soaker 50s? I don't know what it cost uh, when we were kids, pal, but Toys R Us has them in stock for $21.57. They're Ooh. on flipping sale. What? Oh, I'm going to go buy some. That's very oh, exciting. You are kidding me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's happening. Oh, do I have a coupon code for this? Once again, apologies for everybody as we're just browsing no, the internet. stop. Right now. It's fine. <laughs> now, the only thing I wouldn't mind is that Super Soaker Bazooka that they have, which is available now. That's yeah. the one, right? That's the... That's the water blast. Uh, okay, come on. Shop. Uh, scroll down. XP30, man. But if they could make like a, a... Bring back the OG50. You see that return with... Think of fashion like Reebok Pump Shoes are back. Yep. I'm surprised oh, yeah. no one has revived the LA Gear brand. Shockingly, um, yeah. What else are we like? Th- uh, uh, you're saying Varney France? They have some some shirts and some stock out there because the trademarks. Once things die off and, and or they go bankrupt, people are buying them for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. and reviving them. Yeah, the Fortnite RL Nerf Super Soaker Water Blaster. The Fortnite ones are pretty fun. Yeah, because they they look like um, be, because they they look like that rubberized prop you see in in movies. I can't really describe totally, the yeah. term. They're just exaggerated in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, thank right? you. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. got a uh, pump action uh, water blast for the Super Soaker in that one. But talking about licenses and things coming back, have you seen the pictures for the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's coming out? No, I must look. It's called Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, because Winnie the Pooh is so old now it just entered public domain, so Disney no longer fully owns the rights. It looks so what the weird. F- <laughs> holy holy what is what I is know that? that's most people's reaction oh they're getting sued for sure they're not it's public domain so you Disney can't touch it nope oh god it is wild wild stuff Ro- what is he all about I'm gonna go with uh, if you're interested to search it out Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey it's not necessarily safe for work. It's going to be one grimy, grimy movie. Is this, um, is it, where's the streaming? Is this in theaters? It's not out yet. No, it was just kind of announced. I think they just wrapped up filming. So there's a lot of really gross uh, images out, but it's, it's a little creepy. And it's, there's a lot of childhood ruining happening right now. Piglet looks like a wild boar. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, if you know what, if you're into that realm of, of horror, then this is this is something that might work for you. Yeah, it's it looks pretty gruesome. Holy crap! I, that, what are they gonna do with the Berenstein Bears? Like, yikes! <laughs> they're gonna be mauling. But people. that's the thing, though. Like, so Disney's owned it. To me, it seems that, that whole like when things enter public domain, like, what's the point of that? If someone's owned it, why should it become back to being allowed to someone else than owning it? They put all this time and energy and effort into well, it. But that's where it's tough because Disney didn't create Winnie the Pooh, right? Winnie the Pooh is a series of books by A.A. A. Milne over 100 years ago at this point. So they, much like they've done with, you know, you think Pinocchio, another good example of a live action thing just came out. There was a law that I think it must have gotten overturned. I remember reading up on it years ago that they had to continually have an output of that whatever the property is in order to maintain the rights to it. But I think that's been overturned. So now Winnie the Pooh is one of the few things that people think Disney, but it's not an actually, it's not actually originally a Disney product. Yeah. So, cause I, I, I did the Google search of like, why do things enter the public domain? I didn't really get an accurate answer on it. 
But Something they, recently has changed, and that's why things like this. There is a possibility that they could even lose the rights to uh, Mickey Mouse. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not allowed to. Disney will still put out Winnie the Pooh-related stuff. They right. can, and it'll be the most legit, obviously, yeah. more than this kind of thing. But it's just that the people who create these products now can't get sued. It'll go from Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's it's, some death metal going on. Yeah. Um, so th- now this does lean in the U.S. I think Canada in a way closely mimics this, so please don't quote me on it. But they're saying with current laws enacted in the U.S., all material will eventually enter public domain. That being said, there is currently a complete stop of material entering the public domain, part of the copyright uh, term extension act. Because think, yeah, if you're Disney, you would want to lock that down, not yeah. giving anyone the opportunity yeah. to profit off of that. That's it. Okay, so then why is Mickey Mouse not public domain? Let's see. There is something about the original creator. I feel like so long as they keep doing an output. Okay. So when a copyright keeps other companies from replicating Mickey Mouse, the trademark ensures that no other companies can use the Mickey Mouse image in a way that might suggest their products are made by Disney. Will uh, Mickey Mouse enter public domain? Mickey Mouse specifically having first appeared in 1928 in Steamboat Willie. Yep. Will enter the public domain in 2024 or afterwards. There you go. Are you telling me there's going to be a horror Mickey movie or a porno? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel like that's already out yeah. there, but maybe True. the Disney execs don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. That is interesting. Now, that's the other thing, too, because there is, I mean, you've seen like Family Guy in South Park. They've ripped on Mickey before. Yeah. So there are parody laws still, too. And right. that's where you call them parody films, but it features a lot of naked people. <laughs> you know, like there's always the, oh, the Avengers parody movie. Ha ha, that sort of thing. So there is, you can do likeness, but not not make it seem like it's actually part of the Disney Wow. World. And uh, so some of it in regards to books and things like that, it's yeah. usually 70 years after the death of mm-hmm. the, the latest living author. Okay. So complex. It's it like, is very complex. Hey, you did a great job. So it's like, what, your generational wealth stops after that? Because th- think of the things that would be copyright or trademarked usually are highly profitable. Absolutely. But I would imagine that, ah, see, that's the thing is, is this movie going to make millions? <laughs> no. Probably not. No. no. But the next Christopher Robin movie we have or Winnie the Pooh or whatever from Disney yeah. is going to make hundreds of millions. This is mind-blowing. It is. It's a crazy, crazy situation. I don't know how... It's like there are copyright lawyers, right? Like their whole career revolves around keeping up with copyright and that sort of thing. Well, and 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 I'll bring this up in the podcast because I I thought about how do we add to it as you're trying to find a new way. There are now 3.28 million podcasts. During the pandemic, a a million new podcasts entered the the market. So let's be real. Unless you're of a a Joe Rogan stature, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Maron and others... uh, you're you're lucky to get a small niche audience. It's true. And to add to that, much like what Laura and I have talked about in the past with um, celebrities doing voice work for animated movies, yeah. that's become the new thing is you don't get voice actors, you just get celebrities. So you get a recognizable sound. Celebrities are doing so many podcasts too. You think Smartless was I, pre-pandemic still. Yeah. But there was uh, there's Office Girls now. So any Office fan podcast that existed completely wiped out because people would rather listen to the actual people that run the office same with scrubs i would easily do a scrubs uh fan podcast no zach uh, like turk and jd they're doing their own (laughs) so but then i thought it was like well what why not the the understanding of like interesting people like what if we find a trademark a trademark lawyer i love it yeah to answer some of the questions even if it is from a past podcast for sure or knowing that's going to be topic or subject matter for that day's edition Mm -hmm. that we book it and we kind of take turns and not in secret but in the all right some you know 
interesting person X is blank, and here's what they do, and I then like you it. hit them up with questions. Yep. Because I don't know if this is just a, an age thing, but you know we're well past going to post-secondary education uh, outside of the odd few that you know do night school and correspondence. Yep. But is there anything more interesting than learning new stuff? And no, I know stuff great. is a, is a word that encompasses all. I love learning about people and culture mm-hmm. and places and just things in general. Everybody has a, an interesting story of some sort, right? Like every single person has a crazy background yeah. or uh, you know experiences or events that have taken place. Everybody is fascinating one way or another. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I mean, people in itself, you know, people in themselves, I should say, what a wonderful currency of, of just, you feel richer the more people you know. For sure. And, and, and with vast backgrounds. Like we, we obviously have a, a bunch of radio friends and we've met some lifelong friends in radio, but by way of radio, met people in the community, we've met business owners, and then it's just kind of spider webbed out from there. So yeah, for me, that's I love that the most about the job is is oddly when I got into it, it was I was kind of unsure. I, like I just thought it was a fun job and a cool job, and then you hear people, which I will always correct because this is my belief. There's no fame with what we do. We're just known because it's a public job, right? Yes, Ryan Seacrest yep. is famous. Um, yep. Dua Lipa is famous. Uh-huh. Like go down the list, uh, athletes. They're famous. There is, Cardi B still had the best when she said, everybody wants to be famous. No, you don't want to be famous. You want to be rich. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, quiet money is the way to go. Yeah, but fame comes, obviously there's a lot of upsides and people I think focus more on the upsides, but then the downsides are what people are focusing on, if that makes any sense. When you want to be famous, you want, you think of, oh, I get all this love and adoration and money and people are, you know, following what I'm doing and I can influence people and blah, blah, blah. But then the actual downside is, you have no privacy at all, and at all. and if you want it, it is expensive. Oh yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Private jets. You you are done flying commercial. Yeah. You're done strolling through airports. Yeah. Uh, you do all the things you can do to avoid it. That means there are a lot of walls in your life. <laughs> yeah, like just going out for a shop somewhere. Or oh, that's not happening. Yeah, you're not running to Home Depot to buy a box of screws no. or some wall hangers no. for that new art that you got. No, not happening. That you're paying someone to do that. Multi-million for you. dollar art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, hey, podcast, Benny and I went all over the road with sure this. Sure did. <laughs> uh, but that, that is the joy of it, and, and yeah. it's, it's a nice little extension of what we do. We can go long form on some of the things we talk about at the show or don't talk about at all. Uh, thank you always for, for reaching out. There is a new function that will activate very soon, which gives you the ability to send us back a, a voice note, basically a memo. You simply click on the podcast link and where you listen, and in the iHeartRadio app, you can simply hit uh, record, and then once you're done, boom, it sends off to us an MP3 form. So we're excited for that function. We'll be including some extra audio from you in that conversation. And hell, maybe we'll just have such a, a nice little uh, interaction. We'll go, let's call them. Yes. I, oh, here's hoping. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So as always, uh, much love. Thanks for being here and uh, hope to chat soon. JLB Mornings. Weekday 6 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.